SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Remember, we are on uh, WhatsApp on 0614-104-107. Now, we are going to be speaking to uh, Professor... And uh, we are going to be speaking about something quite pertinent uh, here. And that is the issue of false advertising. South Africans, we know what this means. The promise of health, losing weight or increasing strength. Great visitors to many health and supplement shops go because of these particular advertising. I don't know whether to say for pers or to say false um, expectations. And to speak to us about this, we've got uh, Associate Professor Rudy DeLanga, who is uh, in visual communication at the Twani University of Technology. Thank you very much for joining us, Professor. Uh, hi, Patricia. Yes, nice to be here. Well, my producer has told me that you prefer me calling you Rudy. <laughs> yes, yes, I prefer that. Um, it's, uh, it's a preferred uh, communication mode in the academe. Now, let, let's, let's talk about uh, the, the regulations around advertising firstly. Before we even go into saying... Are these advertisers really um, accountable for what they put out? But are there regulations, firstly? Yes, there are regulations. Um, and I would think the uh, most important one is the self-regulatory mechanism in South Africa. Um, the Advertising Regulatory Board um, has got a set of advertising codes um, that advertisers should really comply with. It's a voluntary process, so it's not something that they can enforce. Um, But luckily for us, it's the only active and working self-regulatory mechanism in in Africa. And uh, the regulations uh, have got quite a lot of codes or rules to regulate issues such as weight loss advertising, um, from advertising financial services, and so on. Um, But what applies to all of them is that an advertiser must hold evidence for their claims. So if they would claim that a particular product will cause you to lose weight, they've got to have the evidence for that, that an independent person can verify, and that must be objective uh, evidence for the claims. Now, who do these evidences go to? Well, um, maybe I can illustrate with an, with an example. For example, if I would uh, promote a vehicle can consume only X amount of liters per 100 kilometers, and I would use that advertising claim to promote my product, or if I would uh, claim that this particular pill or powder would cause you to lose X amount of kilograms over such amount of time, and a consumer would come to me and say, listen, uh, have you got some evidence for this? I can say, yes, here we are. Um, and it would be typical evidence that could come from a clinical trial if it's like a, a, a product that has got some curative claims or an independent person or organization that tested the fuel consumption of the car. So independent of myself uh, promoting the particular product, and an advertiser should hold such evidence 
to supply a consumer when they ask for it. Now, how often is it, though, that we as consumers end up asking for this evidence? Because what I, I see, and I'm, I'm, I'm one who's guilty as well, when I see something advertised and I, 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 I see that advertising constantly drilled into my mind and my subconscious, the, the next best thing I do is go and purchase that particular product because of its benefits. Um, but how often is it that we as consumers actually scrutinize that evidence and find out if it's true? That that I don't know. I can only guess it's very few consumers that would actually ask those uh, questions. But I think as a guide, a person can go to the Advertising Regulatory Board's website, that's South Africa's advertising self-regulator, and there you get an idea of the type of consumers that would complain about a misleading advertisement um, and then what the advertiser, the type of responses that they would give. So if you look at the amount of uh, issues which is posted on the website and you look at the amount of ads in South Africa, then the person can only conclude very, very few consumers would actually challenge and advertise, sorry, challenge and question advertisers about the claims they make for their products. Bearing this in mind then, uh, Rudy, who protects uh, the consumers against uh, false advertising? Well, this is the bad news, at least that is from my perspective. Um, the, the Consumer Protection Act uh, is very clear in terms of, of advertising and protecting the consumer. Um, and they make it very clear that uh, false, misleading, and deceptive representation and ads are not allowed, whether it is deliberate or, or implied and so on. But it's the application and the enforcement of the law that is where the difficulty comes to it. Is that uh, in South Africa, I think consumers have got very little protection if we compare ourselves to consumers in more developed countries where firms are more compliant and uh, where uh, legislation is stricter enforced. This is the Late Night Conversations, and we are speaking to Professor Rudy DeLange, um, who's an associate professor in uh, the visual communications at uh, the Twani University of Technology. And uh, we are looking at how false advertising has been misleading consumers in South Africa. Who's protecting you? Um, and uh, what are the rights and responsibilities of those who are advertising? The number to dial if you'd like to weigh in on the conversation is 011 if you'd like to WhatsApp, you can WhatsApp on 0614104107. Hi, this is Daniel from Devon. As far as the topic of advertising is concerned, I'd like to know what can be done about some of these adverts you get with these guys put out little pamphlets and handball and advertise all over. For penis enlargement, for lost lovers can be restored, for lotto numbers and these strange things which is not true. So can't what can be done about these false advertising? Thank you. 
Thank you very much, Daniel, for that question. Uh, Rudy, there's a lot of these. I mean, I think every town, every corner has these uh, posters that are illegally put up on the walls and uh, people handing out pamphlets and flyers of um, all the things that uh, um, that Daniel has um, mentioned. What can be done about this? Yes, I'm aware of of that particular problem, and um, it's not only that they mislead consumers, but of course they are also violating bylaws, and they really deface our uh, our environment. Um, but before I come to a suggestion what we can do, I'm reminded of a comment that uh, Wayne Minar, he was the spokesperson of the, uh, well, he's still the spokesperson of the Johannesburg Metro, once said. When I spoke to him about this, he says that these street posters that would advertise all these sexual services and the conduct of men, how they should behave, is really a grooming process. It grooms our youngsters. So it's not only uh, false advertising, it really conditions young men how to act and behave. And of course, this contributes to the sexual violence that we have in South Africa and really provides a misguided idea about relationships. Um, look, personally, what I do is around my institution, if I see that, I remove them um, because uh, it, it, it really uh, uh, defaces our environment. And when I go for a walk and I see this in my environment, I remove them where I can. Um, and I guess the only way is to, to really engage with your local municipality and question why they, why they don't remove them. I did once do that with our local municipality and uh, in no uncertain terms of representatives told me they've got so many other issues that takes up their time. They don't really have the time to attend these issues or to prosecute uh, people that put up illegal posters uh, on utilities, lampposts and stop signs and so on. But it's really an, an issue, I think, where community got to stand up and says this is enough. We have to remove them. We will not allow free or cheap abortions to be promoted near a school or a, uh, a type of misconduct that, uh, that these items would promote. Mm. You know, there's also the other element, uh, Rudy, where it's it's not necessarily products, but it's services. Um, some would be services of uh, investments that would be false, where people would end up losing a lot of their money. How do we then deal with this? And is there some sort of um, legal route that we can follow if we've been, uh, you know, we've lost our money? By, adverti- by false advertising and we went and invested or we bought up a product that was supposed to make us money. Is there a legal route that we can follow to make sure that that particular company is brought to book? Yes, I think you're talking about these pyramid schemes. Um, now, I know very little about the regulatory authority about uh, banking and investment and so on. But a financial advisor once told me this uh, regulatory board that a person can report pyramid-type schemes to them, uh, which they will investigate, um, and they have got some authority to put a stop to this and to investigate this. And as I can recall by reading, recall some news reports, some people were held accountable and are serving jail time for running pyramid schemes and running away with uh, pensioners' money, and so on. But this is 
This is a really a problem that we have in, in South Africa and developing countries as well. We are not really that protected from scamsters promising huge returns. I will say any any service that would uh, promote anything out of the ordinary or a return beyond what one would expect from a normal service provider is immediately suspicious. Mm. Now, Rudy, as we close off, maybe could you give us the the, the critical and key pointers that um, you cited on your article around false advertising? Yes, the article was about... Um, an advertiser that uh, promoted a product, and if you were to use this product, it would boost your testosterone level. And of course, the implication is you will get muscle strength and obviously performing enhancement in sport activities. But I would think the key is for any product, for any advertiser, if they make any promises, any advertising claims, ask the advertiser for the evidence. And when they do provide the evidence, interrogate the evidence. Just don't believe the evidence which they give. And if they make claims that it's based on science and they've got a scientific article about that, engage scientists about the scientific article and check if the facts are true. Um, And I think the saying, if uh, it sounds too good to be true, it normally is not true. I think this is with uh, most products and services. It sounds too good to be true. It cannot be true. On that note, Rudy, thank you so very much for your time. We really appreciate it. And uh, for all of us consumers, we need to be aware.